Welcome. To Arcade Audio. Hello and welcome to another episode of Let Sleeping Dogs Lie, the comedy trivia show of answering questions and questioning answers. I'm your host, Spencer Hamilton, and I'll be awarding points to our two teams based on how well they know trivia and how good they are at lying. In Let Sleeping Dogs Lie, an incorrect answer is worth just as many points as a correct one. At least, as long as our players can trick the other team into believing it. Now, let's meet tonight's panel. Let's, uh, today's theme is going to be a Charlie Brown Christmas, which may, you may have seen as a child. Some of us have not seen it. And those people will have a very hard time tonight. They know who they are. <laughs> All right, let's meet our teams, uh, starting with the team to my left. Do we have a team name over here? We do. All right, hit me. That's Schroeder's Cat. Schroeder's Cat. Very clever reference to Schroeder the character. Is it a piano or is it not a piano? You know? <laughs> it's a cat. Uh, it's a cat. Yeah, you're wrong. Uh, let's start uh, with the, our individual players, uh, starting on the far end. I'm Logan, Dean. <laughs> Thank you, Logan. Next to Logan. Hey, I'm Johnny O'Mara. Can, can I give a quick uh, Charlie Brown personal story? Sure, why not? I've been to Needles, California, home of Charlie uh, Snoopy's brother, Spike. That's all. Cool. How, what, was he there? Did you meet him? Uh, he, there was a what? cardboard cutout of him in a gas station that I went into. Oh, very cool. Do you think they'll give you an edge in tonight's show? I hope so. I hope so, too. Spike looks cool as hell. He's got a mustache and stuff. And Sounds like skinny. that gas station lied to you, man. I don't... <laughs> And okay. finally, <laughs> uh, my name's Ryan Phillips. Okay, great. No fun facts for Ryan. <laughs> Let's uh, meet our team to my right. Uh, what is our team name? Uh, our team name tonight is the Christmas Queens. The Christmas Queens? Yes. Okay. Because I've seen this movie. <laughs> <laughs> sure. And uh, let's meet our player. Producer Rich here to let you know that the audio cut out and that the players named for the Christmas Queens were Sarah Costello and Jason Tolliver. Back to the show. Yep. <laughs> wow, we all found out a lot tonight. <laughs> all right, and let's meet uh, our final uh, player. Hey, my name's Jesse Gomez, three E's. Oh, damn it. All right, this is a bad night for me, but maybe it's a good night for one That's of our That's true, though. It, it yeah. is. That, that actually <laughs> is a fact. That is true. Yeah, you got it right, Spencer. Facts. Oh, I see. Not yep. in a row. Hmm. <laughs> well, you're already down five points, Jesse. What? Uh, Jesse! Easy come, easy go. Fair enough. I'm sure you'll get yeah. them back at some point. All right, let's start with Schroeder's Cat uh, with our first question. Ah, Peanuts, the beloved comic strip with a folksy, beloved name. But what's that you say? Not everyone was a fan of the name? Well, what did creator Charles Schultz have to say about it? Quote, I don't even like the word. It's not a nice word. It's totally ridiculous, has no meaning, is simply confusing, and has no dignity. And then to label something that was going to be a life's work with a name like Peanuts was really insulting, end quote. So I don't think he liked it very much. Uh, but the comic strip wasn't the only thing that almost went by an alternate name. So did actual Peanuts. So according to the U.S. Department of Agriculture in the mid-1800s, what were the four accepted alternate names for the Peanut? <laughs> All right, Shorter's Cat, what do, we, what do we got? Give me, give me four alternate names for the peanut, and these are real. Uh, shell Boys. Shell Boys. 
uh, pre-nut butter. <laughs> pre-nut butter. <laughs> That's <laughs> careful. This I don't. It's not too. Let's not get too explicit. Legumes. Okay, legumes. Sure. <laughs> and finally. Oh dang! I forget that I last forgot one. That was one. I don't know. Prenut butter was pretty good, though. Let's <laughs> yeah, so, just keep it up, prenut butter. All right, so Shell Boys, Prenut Butter, and Legumes were the three alternate names, almost alternate names for, for peanuts, according to this team. And, and you wanted four of them, Yeah, right? I'm pretty sure the question was Oh, four. I found the fourth. Nut peas. Nut oh, that was peas. Oh. Got it. That was it. Yeah. Okay. Well, Nut peas. Clearly, that last-ditch effort sounded confident. Man. Um, Man. We think they are bluffing, right? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Do you have any questions bluffing. for them? Maybe, maybe, they can, maybe they can change your mind. Wait a minute. Why was he so upset about peanuts, but but, but nut peas is okay? Everyone was okay with nut peas? I don't think Charles Schultz knew about, <laughs> about the names of other peanuts. Yeah, I don't think Charles Schultz was alive in 1800. Yeah. Wait, it, then I really got my timelines off here. Like, yeah. Okay, all right. <laughs> I believe Charles Schultz, let's see, Charles Schultz died in 2000, and he ran peanuts for 50 years, which would put him, oh, I don't know, he's probably born in 1920 or so. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. I still don't believe them. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Well, if you don't believe them, then what do you think the real answer is? Well, here's the thing. The French word for peanut is cacacouette. Yep. So, is that um, true, Johnny? That sounds true. That, uh, that is really originally what we went with, um, and then we decided to you know, anglicize it a little bit, then okay. it turned into peanuts. Okay. Yeah, that's because in Spanish it's cacahuate. Uh, okay. Exactly, so see? Yeah. We're on to something. Yeah. Okay, so do you have three more names for me? Uh, Carvers. Carvers. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. and, After uh, George Washington Carver, and the man jo- who would be born no, 100 years wait later. Wait a minute. And George's. And George's. That's it. Why so we cackle. He invented peanut butter. Yeah. He did invent peanut butter. That's true. So maybe they're. Fuck. Like, <laughs> oh, no. Uh, let's, let's find out what the real answers are. Um, actually, it was the earth nut, ground nut, Pindar, or goober. Uh, yeah, mm. which are coincidentally the names of my four sisters. Boy, <laughs> did ground nut get into some hijinks in high school? An earth nut, she runs an Etsy store selling Christmas ornaments, how to crush beer cans. Pindar plays quarterback for the uh, for the University of Michigan, and Goober, the mayor of New York City. Goober. Is that why so the, the Goober. peanut butter and jelly in the same jar is called Goobers? I think it is. Okay. I'll give you some points for that. Okay, cool. All right, now you're can, up to five, and you guys are back up to zero. Yeah. Can you Sweet. ask Goober why she hasn't returned my calls? I will, I will ask Goober for you. Okay, thank you. She's, she's very busy running New York City. That's what I imagined. Mm. All right, Christmas Queens, here's a question for you. Yeah. Charles Schultz was, of course, a German dentist turned bounty hunter in the 1800s. Oh, nope, sorry. Thinking of Dr. King Schultz from Django Unchained, <laughs> uh, played by Christoph Waltz, sure. uh, who helped the titular Django rescue his, wo- his wife, Broomhilda, from an evil plantation owner, all while creating a cast of beloved comic book children. Nope, hold on. Okay, I mixed up something in my notes here. Uh, let's just move on. What does the name Django actually mean? Christmas Queens, what does Django mean? What does the name Django mean? Uh, the name Django means free man. Mm-hmm. Free man. Free man. Yes. How you know? That's a good. That's a good question to start yeah. with. Yeah. Let's get. Let's get some etymology here. Yeah. Um, got it. No. Well, <laughs> actually, I saw the movie Django, and uh, Django was a free man. He was a free uh, slave that uh, was freed, and he had to rescue other slaves. So. 
he was the main free slave, so that's why he's free man. So they named, they named, the title of this movie was Free Man Unchained. Unchained. They just wanted to reiterate and yeah, that exactly. a free guy was, Don't get it twisted. was also not This tackled. man is double free. The, okay. Double free, yeah. Double free. Yep. Are, is anyone ever really free? Dang, dude. From literal oh, chains? Man. Probably. No. Like not a, metaphorical like, chains. Oh, my brain can't handle that. I don't know. I think you guys are lying. <laughs> this is going to be a quick game. I'm very excited to get home early. And well, then fine, fine. <laughs> what do you think it means, then? What do you think? Lay it on. Are they allowed to ask us that? Well, that's what I was going to ask you. <laughs> oh, okay. So they're taking your job? They are taking my job. I can just go home right now. Spencer, I guess. I'm sorry. See, nobody's free. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we, we think it means prince. Prince? Yeah. May I ask why you think that? No, you may not. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, no, it actually, it's a Romani name, meaning oh. I awake, okay. which of course we all know from when early 1900s jazz guitarist Jean-Baptiste Reinhardt changed his name to Django Reinhardt, right? Right. No, just me, I'm the only time. jazz expert up here? I know, right? yeah, you're right. <laughs> Good, so I guess no one's gonna challenge me. We were very close. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I awake, I free, same yeah. thing. Yeah, free from the chains of REM sleep. Mm-hmm. You know what the best uh, thing about jazz trivia is? The answers you don't get. No. Oh, okay. Oh, Can you give it a rest? That's barely a jazz joke. I got one laugh from that. <laughs> you did so get one laugh. That's count true. It. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, Schroeder's Cat. As we've learned over the years, the music of Vince Guaraldi played a key part in making a Charlie Brown Christmas and enduring classic. It would also kick off an 11-year collaboration between Guaraldi, Charles Schultz, and producers Lee Mendelson and Bill Melendez. Now, unfortunately... Vince Guaraldi passed away unexpectedly at the age of 47, just a few weeks after his final recording session, which was for the 15th Peanuts special. What was the 15th Peanuts special? All right, what was the 15th Peanuts special? It was, uh, it's a funeral, Charlie Brown? <laughs> <laughs> and it was about Pigpen dying of lymphoma. <gasps> I remember that one. Because he was so dirty. Yeah. I see, and lymphoma's a... Um, respiratory. Respiratory illness. Right. I just... Were Pigpen's parents gross, too? I don't know. Maybe he didn't have parents. We never really met any of their parents, did we? The dirt was his parent. Maybe you guys can remind me. I don't remember. Was he cremated or was that an open casket situation? It was a closed casket, but mm. he was buried. No, oh, okay. Mm. okay. This is in the, the special? We the special. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, I thought you were talking about... They were, worried, they were worried that if they cremated him, they wouldn't think mm. he's dead. They would think he learned how to be invisible. <laughs> right, because he'd just be a bigger cloud. Oh, that's... That's the EPA tragic. wouldn't let them cremate him because they didn't want to poison the town. <laughs> really ran out of material there in the last 15 years for Charlie Brown, didn't I they? don't know. Did they run out of material, or was that a fantastic idea? You know what? I mean, they have, they have an excess of characters, I would say. I think it's okay to kill off one every once in a while. And you get they, more. They killed off Iron Man. You can kill off Pigpen. Iron Man was in Peanuts? Whoa. Charles <laughs> Schultz. Way ahead of the game. Way ahead of us, yeah. Charlie Brown, I don't feel so good. <laughs> <laughs> Do we have any further questions uh, to come up with a... Um, no. Nah. No further questions. What do you think? Are you telling the truth? No. Nah. 
Okay, well, what was the real answer then? They, they go to, off to college. It's like um, Saved by the Bell when they, when they go <laughs> off to college. So it was your Saved by the Bell with Charlie Brown? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, no, it was, it was actually uh, neither of those. It was, oh, it's Arbor Day, Charlie son Brown. Son of us. Uh, <laughs> what the uh, what? <laughs> the only You're holiday. telling me they didn't run out of material, Spencer? Yeah. Well, <laughs> it's Arbor Day, Charlie Brown? You know, Arbor Day, the only holiday. I'm sorry, I'm afraid to yell at Christmas. you. I'm afraid of my points. You, you should be. I, I might take away points, or I might give you points. Spencer, you're the, you're the best uh, one. I am the best. Uh, also, you should know that um, this TV special marked the 69th anniversary. Nice, nice. Yeah, that's right. Of uh, Arbor Day being a national holiday. So there we go. How uh, long was the special? How long was the special? Yeah. Uh, four minutes, four minutes, minutes, and twenty seconds. Blazes. <laughs> 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 Stupid. Okay. Uh, the Christmas Queen says it for you. Back in 1954, we were introduced to the adorable baby Schroeder. Over the next few years, he grew into a musical prodigy who does not want you leaning on his piano. There's not a lot known about Schroeder's backstory other than his birthday, which is January 18th, and his home address, 1770 James Street. Why did Charles Schultz choose 1770 James Street as Schroeder's address? Why was 1770 James Street Schroeder's address? <clears throat> I'll tell you exactly why. Um, it's a little musical prodigy named um, Beethoven, and that is the year that Beethoven sadly passed away. What about James? Beethoven's middle name was James, and he was really <laughs> embarrassed by it. I wasn't going to bring it up because I'm respectful of Beethoven's feelings, but if we're going to throw Ludwig out his business like von that. James Beethoven? Beethoven. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. Read a history textbook, man. Yeah, James is a classic German name. It's yeah. James. 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 Uh-huh. James. James. Ludwig von James. I'm assuming the von's first. Oh, oh, yeah. Von is James first, von absolutely. Because it used to be Ludwig Django Beethoven, and then he changed then it to changed James. It, you know. Yep. Because he was Ludwig not free anymore. Free man Beethoven. That's what they yep. call him. He was shackled by his deafness. Yep. Why did I get that reaction from the crowd? <laughs> <laughs> That's his name. 1770. That feels recent for Beethoven to me, a man who knows nothing. Mm. You know, Beethoven passed away closer to the lunar landing than Sorry. Cleopatra was born <laughs> to the building of the pyramids. <laughs> what do you think of the truth? Was it Beethoven's death day and James's middle name? Mm-hmm. No. 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 Okay, what do you no. think? I think it's closer to his birthday. Closer to his birthday, you say? Well, you would be correct. Hmm. That's right. It was the year Beethoven was born, and James was just the name of Charles Schultz's friend. So whatever. <laughs> I feel like I get a couple of points for that. Come on. I'm gonna have to give it to Schroeder's cat on that one. They got technically birth is closer to fair, death. Fair, yeah. fair, fair, fair. It would have been embarrassing if we missed the Schroeder question. That would have been embarrassing. As Schroeder's cat. All right, Schroeder's cat. Here's your question. In addition to being the certified coolest dog in the biz, our dude Snoopy has somehow become synonymous with aviation and space. Snoopy is the official mascot of the 26th Squadron of the U.S. Air Force Academy, and the Apollo 10 lunar module was officially named Snoopy because the mission was to orbit the moon within 50,000 feet and snoop around. So that's fun. (laughs) This association continues to this day, and the Silver Snoopy Award is still a special NASA honor. What is the Silver Snoopy Award, and to whom is it given? I want to fly like an eagle to the sea. 
Yeah, sure, just cat. What's the Silver Snoopy Award, and to whom is it given? Uh, the Silver Snoopy Award is awarded to astronauts who successfully complete two orbits around Earth. Or snoop around the world twice. A couple of snoops. How long does that take? Snoop, snoop. How long does it take to orbit Earth? You try twice. to stay focused. Twice. Yeah, what's one snoop? It depends on how, how hard you're looking. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, give me a ballpark. How hard mm-hmm. are you looking? Mm-hmm. Pretty hard. Pretty hard. Yeah, how long does that take? Oh, it could take years. Okay. One <laughs> snoop takes years? It depends. Well, and it also depends if you're uh, orbiting the same direction as the Earth is rotating or the opposite way. So if you're rotating the same direction, you could be like locked in the same rotation for a long time. So, so this award's given out roughly every four years then? Well, it, depend- it just depends on you know, what shuttle you're in. And I mean, but without consistency, how do people know when to show up to the award ceremony? They get invited. <laughs> yeah. Well, like, what if you're busy in space and you can't and make it? You, RSVP, I don't think they would, no. Yeah, I don't think they would give an award to people currently, like, an award ceremony and invite people they know are not on the planet. It's like that thing where you're in elementary school and if your birthday's over the summer, just <laughs> no one comes to your party because you don't know how to get in touch with anyone because you don't see them every day. Yeah, that's why they didn't come to your party, Johnny. My birthday's in October. They had no excuse. <laughs> oh. Any more questions? <laughs> Any other questions? Yes. Uh, black tie affair, this event? Space? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, space. Yeah, everybody's wearing a little bow tie under their suits. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's what I always it. hope, so thank you for confirming that. <laughs> Uh, do we think they're telling the truth? Is it given to astronauts for completing snoops or orbits around the Earth? Kind of, yeah. It's, it's given to the people that spend the most amount of time out in, in space. Okay, yeah. sure. Uh, actually, it's given by astronauts uh, to someone who works in the space program that has gone above and beyond in pursuit of quality and safety. So oh. kind of the astronauts sort of decide who gets the award. Hmm. Yeah, so. Is there a gold snoopy? There is, but no one's received it yet. You have to die in space. <laughs> Audience is really not liking my jokes. <laughs> <laughs> pretty sure Honestly, people have died I in commend, space. I commend them for that. At least you'll look nice if you die in Dead space. Dead in space. With, your, with your black tie and all. <laughs> yeah, looking fresh. That's true. No one's died in space yet, have they? I'm pretty sure people have died. No, well, yeah, died. but... Officially. It's like Disney World. Officially. <laughs> space is like Disney you're World. You're not allowed to die in space. Like, you're not allowed to die in Disney World. Yeah, exactly. Gotcha. They, they cart you off the premises, and then yeah. you die in Kissimmee. Mm. Okay. <laughs> I think you would... Never mind. Yeah, okay. Yeah, let's the move Disneyland on. Disneyland coroner comes out. Yeah. He, well, yeah. <laughs> it's like a sophomore in college. Yeah, he's just getting college credit for it. Yeah, yeah. He's in the college program. All right, Christmas queens. Uh, although a, Chris, a Charlie Brown Christmas is about... Christmas, it tends to focus on the more religious elements of the holiday. So that means no reindeer, no visions of sugar plums dancing in our heads, and no Santa Claus. No Santa Claus, what is this, communist Russia? Well, actually, even communist Russia has a version of Santa Claus. What is the translated Russian name for Santa Claus? Here comes Santa Claus, here comes Santa Claus, right down Santa Claus Lane. Seen the mix and all his reindeers blowing on the rain. Classic. The classic rendition of that song. Oh, the translate. Alright, what is the translated Russian name for Santa Claus? We know. Bearded fat man. Uh-huh. Just the 
just, doesn't, doesn't just, tell you a lot about what he does. It's a straight read. No, just bearded fat man. Well, here's the thing. Um, when it's just lowercase, it could be anybody. But when it's capitalized, Russian Santa Claus. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. What is, does Russian Santa Claus do different things than, say, an American Santa Claus? Is Santa Claus American? I, I think he's, uh, he's Scandinavian. Yeah. Well, he comes from Atlanta with Coca-Cola. <laughs> True. I forgot. He lives with the polar bears in Atlanta. Him and Ted Turner. <laughs> Wait, what was your question? What does he do differently? Yeah. Oh. He, uh, he only leaves Alexa devices. <laughs> yep. Rarely anyone is ever good. Super high standards. Yeah. Super high standards. Rarely. Very rarely. Um, so he just hands out like one or two iPhones a year. That's about it. Just or, any like, sort Alexa, of the iPhone thing? That's serious. Right? Just a couple of Echo Alexa's a Alexa's a home assistant uh-huh. that monitors everything you say and do. I see. Yes. Yeah. So it's surveillance. For Santa's purposes. Makes his job easier. Correct. Mm. Yeah. Santa's purposes. So then he should give one to everyone so he knows who's naughty and who's nice. Yeah. I think across the board you get an Alexa. And then you've been, if you've been really good, he stuffs like votes that should have gone into the last election down your chimney. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what happened. Like all the votes from Alabama that weren't mm-hmm. counted, that's what he stuffs down there. This is a very good political show. Everyone yeah. knows that. It's the world's only political show. It's the world's show. only political only show. Only political game show. Do we, uh, do we think, tell the truth, is it fat bearded man? No. no. That's what, no, what is it? Borscht buddy. <laughs> Borscht buddy. Borscht Wait a minute. Buddy. I remember that line of toys in the 80s. Yeah. You could kind of wrestle with them. Borscht buddy. Does Russia have the concept of friendship? They don't, but this, uh, this fellow's name was Grandfather Frost, That's which the, the Russian name is Dead Morose. Oh. Which is very, very metal. Wait, yeah. wait, what? Very so the Russian version of Santa Claus is yeah. Dead Morose, which translates to Grandfather Frost. Oh, I see. Yeah. And he's uh, assisted by his granddaughter, the Snow Maiden. Do you remember when Snow Maiden opened for Dead Morose in the 80s? <laughs> wait, his granddaughter? Yeah. Wh- what, where's, where's her parents? No one knows. Is it like, uh, is it like Spider-Man? Don't ask, don't ask, don't ask. Don't ask about it. They travel the globe looking for her <laughs> parents' murderers. She's basically Batman for Russia. Oh, man. All right. Uh, Shorter's cat. This is for you. During the course of a Charlie Brown Christmas, Charlie Brown is tasked with finding a Christmas tree for the nativity play that he directs. He returns with a tiny, crappy-looking sapling that everyone mocks him for until they decorate it and see that it was actually a great tree all along. And if we want to talk about glow-ups, how about the dude who played Neville Longbottom in the Harry Potter movies? Oh, hell yeah. Oh. Matthew Lewis went from a round-faced little boy to a hot-ass little man, seemingly out of nowhere. But that sudden change might be due to a decision that was made during the filming of the fifth movie. What was done during the filming of the third and fourth Harry Potter movies to keep Neville looking like a geek? Shorter's cat. What was done during the filming of the third and fourth movies that made Neville look stupid? Uh, they gave him like big fake teeth. Big fake teeth. Yeah. I absolutely agree with that. 
I'm surprised you actually it's do that. Really, yeah, yeah, here's the thing. Um, do you think that his teeth underneath were like nice? Do you think he had like really nice veneers underneath that his parents paid for for him to be an actor in Hollywood? Parents paid. He was getting the Harry Potter money. Okay, but well, fine, the, fine. By the, by the, but yeah, but he couldn't like, spend his hair. He was like 11 years old. Well, he's also British, so he has the NHS that would just give him better teeth for free. Oh, yeah, every, no. every British kid gets a bag of teeth for Christmas. <laughs> Which they can then From give to the tooth fairy for 20 yeah. bucks a pop. Don't worry about the Brits. Maybe he had worse teeth underneath, and they were like, your teeth are too bad. We need <laughs> one step better. I feel like they stopped giving him those teeth eventually, because by the seventh movie, he was definitely just like hot. Oh, he, he, done, he grew yeah. into the teeth. Oh, wow. <laughs> they never came off. Couldn't get them off. <laughs> oh, you literally grew into them. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. The they're, teeth they're... choose the wizard. That's, that. what... <laughs> That's the phrase. Yeah. Right. That's the line. What was in the core of his teeth? <laughs> Nerves. Nerves. Yeah, nerves. that's right. Nerves. <laughs> All right. So we think they're telling the truth. It was just fake, fake teeth. I think they're telling the truth for once. Yes. Uh, there was. Here's the thing. They they are telling the truth, but there was one other thing they did as well, and I'll give you a chance to to get that right now. They didn't let him cut his hair the way he wanted. Oh, that's sad. No. Can I? Can I redemption? Oh, don't look. Him... Don't touch the button. Don't look. What's uh, they covered up all his tattoos. They gave him... <laughs> they covered up all his childhood tattoos. They gave him big old ears. Did they make him wear like a, a, a suit underneath his shirt? What kind of suit? Like a fat suit? A, a, a fat, fat suit. suit. Yeah, that's right. He wore a fat suit. Oh, oh Matthew oh. Lewis! That's right. They made, they made him uh, wear a fat suit. Can you imagine being too. 11 and having... Oh, yeah. that's so upsetting. Yeah. Well, apparently he got too hot too quick, which is coincidentally the sequel to my favorite Vin Diesel porn parody. Okay. It's... <laughs> Spencer. What? <laughs> Next question. This is for the Christmas queens. As mentioned earlier, the bulk of A Charlie Brown Christmas deals with the gang's production of a nativity play, which is a Christian story recounting the birth of Jesus. Many of us might be familiar with the concept of the nativity scenes, often seen outside of churches or in our parents' homes. They consist of statues or figurines of characters from the story, such as Mary and Joseph, the little baby Jesus, the wise men, a few sheep for good measure. But there's an extra figure known as the Kaganer that can be found in in the nativity scenes of Spain Italy, and Portugal. What is the Kaganer? Oh, little town of Bethlehem How still we see the light Above thy deep and dreamless sleep All right, Christmas queens, tell me, in the nativity scene in these countries, what is the Kaganer? Sure. Not to be crude, um, but again, in the Spanish language, cagar means to take a shit. So um, in stables, there's a lot of livestock and animals that shit excessively, pardon my language. Pardon Um, your French. Yeah. (laughs) And uh, so therefore, there was, uh, in those nativity scenes, there was someone there to clean up the uh, excrement of the livestock. Spencer, history isn't pretty sometimes. And um, in Europe, they're more willing to show it how it really happened. Mm, yep. So the that more guy was shit just, friendly in Europe. Oh, yeah. He, he was just on call 24-7? Let's just say he knew when his presence was needed. Got it. Yeah. Were Mary and Joseph also uh, shitting in there? <laughs> <laughs> uh, childbirth can be messy. <laughs> I'm glad for the father, too. Got it. That falls under his duties as well. His duties. No pun intended. Mm. Well, uh, sometimes a, a partner experiences sympathy shits during childbirth. <laughs> Got it. I meant the Kagner. <laughs> he goes around cleaning up like placenta and stuff. Hey, man. 
I don't know if that's in his job description, but you know, maybe he was just a team player that well, night. Well, I, I think yeah. if he wants that silver <laughs> Snoopy award, <laughs> he's got to yeah. get it. <laughs> Hey, you Jesus gotta do what you gotta do. Christ. He was there. He was there. Literally. He was there. Eventually. Literally. <laughs> yeah, he'll show up eventually. <laughs> Any uh, further questions uh, about this Kaganer position? <sighs> that's a bummer. That's a bummer of a job. <laughs> that's not a question, that's a statement, Johnny. Yeah, you're right. How bad do you think that job is? <laughs> Pretty shitty. Do you think they're telling the truth or are they lying? Oh, Spencer. <laughs> I, I think we disagree. Okay. Wrong. So what's the, what's the correct I think answer? that the Kagner was a guy who came out around with a big cask of wine uh, and poured everybody a drink. Okay. That's nice of him. Well, uh, actually, Jesse, your mastery of the Spanish language led you to be closest to the actual answer. It's actually a peasant taking a dump. <laughs> so he's usually tucked away far away from the main scene in a corner somewhere because he needs privacy for his dark deeds. Now, here's a fun fact. Nobody knows why this figure has become a tradition, but it's been around for at least a couple hundred years. That rules so hard. It rules pretty hard, yeah. <laughs> it's just like a little peasant like with his trousers around his ankles just taking a dump like, oh no, you, I'm messing do, everything up. Do they, do, they, do they put the poop in the I nativity? I, I think it maybe not, depends on the figure. And not until Christmas Eve. <laughs> <laughs> and then you wake up the next morning. And, and it's there. It's yeah. warm. <laughs> Magically warm. Okay, let's move on, I think, actually. Mm. All right, this is for uh, Schroeder's Cat. This is your your final uh, question of the night. Now, near the finale of A Charlie Brown Christmas, Linus takes a spotlight and gives a heartfelt reading from the Gospel of Luke. But the only Gospel of Luke I care about is Star Wars, baby. That's my Old and New Testament. In this newest testament, episode eight, The Last Jedi, before filming Luke's dialogue was kept under wraps to avoid spoilers, and only Mark Hamill and the writers knew what the old Jedi Master had to say. But Mark Hamill still insisted on attending table reads of the script and rehearsals, despite not having any lines to read. So what did Mark Hamill read at The Last Jedi's table reads instead of his dialogue? I love John Williams. <laughs> what did Mark Hamill read instead of his dialogue at these uh, uh, table reads? Uh, he just read Joker lines. <laughs> he voices the Joker in several different mediums. Yeah, an, yeah Joaquin Phoenix did videos. the body, but then he does <laughs> the voice. <laughs> right, right, right. And, um, who, who did the mocap? Wasn't that... Um, yeah, 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 Andy Serkis. Andy Serkis yeah. did the mocap. So he just read Joker lines? Yeah. Yeah. And Joaquin Phoenix Joker, not like a Heath Ledger. No, like no, the, no. from the animated series. Oh, yeah, he, I think you, you, you need to tell them the actual like why you're saying this. I think it's like Killing Joke. That's I say what he, he voices like. Joker in other mediums, like, like the video games and yeah, the animated no. series. Okay. Yeah. Oh. Is that clear? No, for, it's if it, if it is to you. No, 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 no further question. Are people allowed to cross like universes like that to be in Star Wars and? Technically, the DC universe and the Star Wars universe take place together in expanded universe stuff uh the so a, a sith i forget who it doesn't matter caused the explosion that blew up uh superman's planet in a comic once that's like a real thing that happened in a comic once a real thing that real happened, thing happened in a comic, in a comic <laughs> once. have you ever needed to use that piece of information before i'm really there is so much stuff in my head <laughs> 
that is absolutely worthless. Did you know Charles Fleischer, who voiced Roger Rabbit, did the same thing when they were filming Roger Rabbit? He blew up Krypton? Yes. <laughs> he just really... he showed up dressed like Roger Rabbit on set and shouted his lines <laughs> to the people who were supposed to be interacting it's very with Very disconcerting. Actors love to act. Is yeah, the that's thing. True. true. Speaking of Joaquin Phoenix. <laughs> yeah. I, I'd be impressed if you could like actually quote one of the Joker lines. Ha 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 ha! I'm the Joker. <laughs> that that checks out. That checks out. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that, that was from a Killing Joke. Is that right? Uh, it's from all of them. It's from all of them. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, do we think telling the truth was a Joker lines that he was reading? No. No. Unfortunately, no. What, what do we think no. he was reading then? We think he was reading uh, lines from the Carrie Fisher's autobiography mm. or tell all. Yeah. Uh, no, he was just reading the stage directions. Son of a... <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Because he still wanted to be involved with the cast and, you know... What a guy. Yeah, what a guy. What a great guy. All right, here's our final question of the night. This so is for the Christmas queens. The beloved special closes with a children's choir singing the classic carol, Hark the Herald Angels Sing, presumably about getting on an improv team upstairs. <laughs> That's a question for, for some people later. The lyrics were written by Charles Wesley, an English Methodist, and the music by Felix Mendelssohn, no relation to Charlie Brown Christmas producer Lee Mendelssohn, about 100 years apart. The melody, taken from Mendelssohn's Festke song, was actually about people singing and about how awesome it was to live in Germany. It also wasn't about glory to the newborn king, but instead about glory to someone else. What famous German was the melody for Hark the Herald Angels Sing originally about? I don't want to talk about this one. All right, Christmas Queens. What uh, famous German was this song written about? Uh, Spencer. Um, <laughs> it was about the German king. Uh-huh. And I don't need to specify which one, because you obviously know which one. I think I'm going to have to press you for a name. Mm-hmm. Mercedes-Benz. It was uh, <laughs> King Mercedes-Benz. Okay. And was he king of all of Germany, or just... Parts of Germany, mostly just the autobahn. Yeah, okay. yeah. All just, of it. just the autobahn. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. King of the road. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and when did he live? Where? When? In German times. <laughs> In German times. Remember that when Germany used to be a country? Right. So was the car named after him, or was he named after the car? The car was named after. The car him. was named after yep. him. You know. D- duh. <laughs> Duh. It's a compelling argument. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's hard to it's hard to compel with that argument. When, when did Germany stop having a king? Mm-hmm. Don't answer that. Thank you. <laughs> it's a trap. It's a trap. Yeah. Uh, do you think telling the truth was it a German king? More specifically, was it Mercedes Benz the first? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Freaking finally! Thank you. A little respect around here. Uh, no, absolutely not. Oh my god. Be a, don't be a coward. Stick with your answer. Forget, what, do you, what do you think? What do you think? The, what we said though. Oh, oh, we we thought it was Wagner. Oh yeah, there you go. Wagner yeah. of Flood of the Valkyries fame. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> no, no, no. Kurt, Kurt, Kurt Wagner, the the amazing Nightcrawler. 
Of course, yes. Sorry, was his full name Benny Hill Wagner? Was Benny Hill no. Wagner. Benny yeah. Hill Wagner. Benny, Benny, Benny Hill von James Wagner. Benny Hill von James Wagner. That checks out with me. <laughs> just uh, Before I reveal the answer, let's just go back and forth. I'd love to hear actual famous Germans, not counting that one. Sure. Uh, King, uh, King Ludwig. Dirk, Dirk Nowitzki. Mozart. Is, that, is, he, is he German? Yeah. Oh. The Greek Crete. That's <laughs> 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 a, yeah. Otto Otto Dix, the famous painter. Um, so I like how Logan knows like cultural things. That and then terrible y'all, y'all serial like killer. Stuff, like, there was like, a terrible serial killer in in Germany in the seventeenth right? century. And what yeah. was his name? It was, he was like the the the, um, the wolf of of something that Wall starts Street. with a B. Uh-huh. Wolf, of Wall Street. Wolf, of Wall Street. Yeah, wolf of Wall Street. He was a really Belfort. terrible dude. Um, oh God. Was Run Lola Run a German movie? Yeah. Okay. So, I love so far, no one's um, come close Charlemagne? to the answer. No, the Grimace. French King. The, the Grimace is definitely German. 100%. Is the Grimace German? <laughs> if you have to ask. <laughs> you say, did you say Grimace? Is that what you said, the Grimace? I yeah. said the Grimace. Yeah. Oh, the Grimace is what I said from, from uh, McDonald's. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Grimace one's is absolutely German. Yeah. He's German, and then he has a, an Irish cousin. Sure. Uh, Grimace O'Shaughnessy, is that his Sha- name? I thought it was Sean O'Grimacy. <laughs> Either way, McDonald's, do better. But what would I wear? Okay. Well, uh, uh, hey, Spencer? Yes, Rich uh, in the booth. I, Rich in the booth here. I finally figured out how to make the mic work. I think there's one glaring German oversight, David Hasselhoff. Oh, yeah. Mm. That, that, you know what? That's the answer. It was David Hasselhoff. Thank you. The song was written you, about Rich. David Hasselhoff. Give me my points. I'll give you some points, Rich. But in the meantime, I'll give you the right answer, which was Johannes Gutenberg. Oh. oh tip was, of my yeah, tip. my next guess. I knew that. Um, so no. at, the, uh, at the end of the game, it was a close one. Does anyone have any funny jokes to put their team over the edge? Oh, sure. Why oh, do Norwegian boats have barcodes on them? Why do Norwegian boats have barcodes on them. Okay, this is not the joke I expected, but I'll, I'll take it nonetheless. Why? So when they get home, they can scan the Navian. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> can we lose points? <laughs> <laughs> yes, you can. So at the end of the game, that's going to be the Christmas Queens as our big winners. Yay! Yay! So I want to thank both teams for playing tonight and everyone here at the audience. Everyone at home, I want to thank Rich in the booth. Let Sleeping Dogs Lie is recorded in front of a live audience every Wednesday at 7.30, right here in Chicago at the world-famous I.O. Theater. If you'd like to see the show live, go to ioimprov.com and use the code FETCH for half off your ticket price. Let Sleeping Dogs Lie is an arcade audio production. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at LSDL Show. Please rate and review us wherever you listen to podcasts. Our show is produced by Spencer Hamilton, Patrick Connolly, and Rich Camelucci. Written by Patrick Connolly, Connor Doyle, Rob Grabowski, Zach Mast, and Mandy Sellers. Hosted by Spencer Hamilton. Our panel this week, Sarah Costello, can be seen in Trigger Happy at the Annoyance Theater every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Jesse Gomez can be seen performing in Chicago at Comedy Sports on January 18th and January 30th, as well as at the playground with his team Cop Squad on January 17th. Until then, you can go back and listen to him on episode 90 of The Blank Slate, Hollywood Hardwood. Jason Tolliver performs with his improv team, Flavor, Flavor, Flavor. You can catch them at the Southside Improv Comedy Show on January 17th. Ryan Phillips performs comedy and music all around Chicago. Check out his channel at youtube.com slash ryancphil92. Logan Dean is a writer and dungeon master. Check him out on Twitter at Loganomics101. And finally, Johnny O'Mara co-hosts the podcast Dilettante Ball, which can also be found right here on Arcade Audio. 
Let Sleeping Dogs Lie is made possible in part by listeners like you. Check out patreon.com slash arcadeaudio for more info on how you can help. Thanks for listening to Let Sleeping Dogs Lie, the world's only game show. Thank you for playing Arcade Audio. Play more at arcadeaudio.net.